Auburn's getting beefy! Breathing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackaby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Today's show is going to be a little bit of a get to know these newcomers. We'll start things off with Lance Dahl, host of Locked On Kentucky, to discuss Justin Rogers, the new defensive tackle coming to town. Then we'll hear from Alex Frank, host of Locked On Bearcats, to talk about the ginormous wide receiver that Auburn has added. Then Zeb Jasper, Auburn guard, joins the show. Lance Daw, what was the Kentucky response when Rodgers entered the portal? Well, I think, Zach, it was actually a little bit more uh, disappointment than I would have expected. Uh, Like you and I have discussed off air, uh, this kid was a high four star, really important piece to Kentucky's defensive line rotation this past season. Kind of missed parts of the beginning of the season due to injury. Uh, About that third week of the year took a dip in statistical production. But overall, I mean, this guy was solid. This was a developmental piece for the for the Wildcats on that side of the ball. You think whenever you think about the Kentucky Wildcats, you decide you, you like to think about the offensive line and the development on that side. Right. Mark Stoops has done a phenomenal job developing the trenches on that side of the ball. But really, I think this is something that I've been talking about a lot of a lot of my show recently. It's the defensive side of the ball. It's the trenches on that side that have been really coming along strong for the Wildcats. And they actually just this year had a lot of guys in that front seven graduate. And so to lose somebody like Justin Rogers to the transfer portal is definitely a a big loss, I would think, especially considering the beef that he brings, Uh, like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, 330 pounds, six foot three. Uh, PFF really likes what he's done progressively over the last three years. In 2020, he had a 42.5 PFF grade, which is just about as bad as it can get. In, 20, in 2021, he jumped up to a 64.7 uh, defensive grade. And then in 2022, this season, uh, climbed all the way up to 70.9, which would have been pretty good uh, for Auburn's defensive line this year, all things considered. So it's a big piece, quite literally, that Kentucky is losing. And it makes it even bigger uh, considering what L is leaving around him. So fan base reaction, not too pleased about it. Yeah, I think this is a big win for Auburn. I mean, former four-star guy, you take that any second that you possibly can. But look, I think this is going to result in a battle for that defensive tackle, that nose guard spot between Justin Rogers and Jason Jones, a player who I really, really have have grown to like a lot since he arrived from Oregon last offseason. And look, he was a full-time starter. A year ago, played through some um, some you know injuries and then things that would have kept some people out. And he's kind of been a, a guy that's been a leader that not a whole lot of fans know about just because he wants to play football. He doesn't need to do any of the extra stuff. And so it's going to be fun to see him be pushed. And I think he still ultimately will be Auburn starter next year. But still, you know, Justin Rogers can have a role with Jason Jones and both those guys getting better. But we all talked about this, and I think I did that show with Lindsey Crosby reacting to Ron Roberts being hired as Auburn's defensive coordinator. And it's like, cool, this three-man front stuff that he likes to do. And I think we're going to see a lot of four-two-five as well. But a lot of it, you, you need a big boy in the middle of the defensive front. And Jason Jones was obviously that guy. 
And now you've got two of those dudes with Jason and Justin. Uh, I like this, you know, going into it. We all knew Auburn needed more bodies on the defensive front. Lance, so what do they do? They go out and get Justin Rogers. They go out and get Lawrence Johnson from Purdue. They go out and get Messiah Nasili Kite from Maryland. A lot of all of a sudden, your defensive line has a thousand more pounds on it, and that's exactly what Auburn needed. Yeah, it's it's that's exactly right, Zach. It's the depth that the Tigers needed last season. It was something that they were lacking, particularly in the interior of that defensive line. Obviously, edge a concern for Auburn as well. That's why they went out and got Elijah McAllister. Uh, transfer there from Vanderbilt, who's also another big guy, six foot six, if I'm not mistaken. So Auburn's adding some serious size all across this front seven. And you have to be thrilled if you're a Tiger fan right now, just what this defense could change into. You talked about Ron Roberts coming in to coach this defense. Very similar, sure. I think, schematic schematically to what uh, Kevin Steele did for the Tigers just a couple of years ago. So maybe getting back to basics, I think, for the Tigers, you know, focusing on stopping the run. And I think guys like Justin Rogers are absolutely going to help Auburn do that right out of the gate. And that's, look, it's a staple of the Tigers' defense. It has been for quite some time. It's what they've been known for. And now, not only do you have guys like Jason Jones, but you mentioned all the transfers. These 300-pound-plus guys that are going to be rotating in, I like Justin, or excuse me, I like Jason Jones as the starter still here next season. But again, just valuable depth. Hugh Freeze is not going out and just getting anybody that he can possibly find. He's going out and getting guys that can specifically come in and contribute something and bring value to this defensive line. I love what Hugh Freeze has done on the portal as a whole. And I love this addition, Justin Rogers. Yeah, I do too. And so all of a sudden you've got, I think, seven guys that you feel okay playing as defensive linemen, excluding the edges, right? Excluding McAllister and Brooks and, and Keldrick Falk, excluding those guys. You've, so you've got Jason Jones, you've got Justin Rogers, you've got Marcus Harris, you got Zakevius Walker, you got Jeffrey Emba, and then the other two transfers with Lawrence Johnson and Messiah Nasili Kite. I mean, those are seven guys where you're talking about three spots. It's like, okay, legitimate depth in a position group that had no depth whatsoever. You felt good about the starters. You didn't feel good about the depth. All of a sudden, that depth is there. And you just look at what this coaching staff has done. It's been unbelievable with, with okay, you had no offensive line. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, yeah, there's a starting offensive line there. You had no D-line depth. All of a sudden, yeah, you've got a two and a half deep. Um, you know, when you talk about a depth chart, and, you know, maybe NC Sledge or to Betsy Yacoli will, will take a step forward, and it's like, all right, cool. We got nine guys that we're talking about here on the defensive front. And then, you know, you need another linebacker. You went out and got a linebacker. And it's just unbelievable, unbelievable job by this coaching staff. Whenever we finally think they're done, it's like, okay, they're sitting at around 82, 83 scholarships. You got to think they'll be done. So they can go out and get some guys after spring and somebody gets hurt or whatever. And it's like, no, they're like, no, we're not done. We're going to keep adding potential starters to this roster. It's been really, really fun to be an Auburn fan for the last 40 or 45 days or so. I think the question now, Zach, you have to ask is, what is this coaching staff going to do to elevate all of these guys? Yeah. And, you know, you brought in Jerry McGarrett, the defensive line coach from Liberty, who statistically coached one of the best defensive lines in the country last season. So it's only up for here, from here. You've got all this talent. You've brought everybody in that you want. You're probably going to add a couple more guys, honestly, if you can get them. I mean, the sky's the limit, I think, with this defense next year. Are they going to be as dominant as maybe a Georgia I don't know, but yeah. I think you've put yourself in as good of a, of a position that you possibly can to win next season and to win in the trenches on the defensive side of the ball specifically. You can find 
All of Lance's stuff locked on Kentucky every single day, much like this show is on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. I listed a bunch of transfers in that rant just two seconds ago with all of my excitement. I skipped over Nick Mardner. That was on purpose. The six foot six former Cincinnati Bearcat also played uh, the bulk of his college career at Hawaii. What do the Bearcats think about him? We'll jump into that in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. If you're going to wager on something sports related, you might as well do it at Bet Online. It's the quickest and easiest way to get in on the action. They've got more props, odds, and lines than anyone out there. They also got classic casino games. They've got season, um, you know, they've got props, they've got lines, they've got everything that you could possibly need. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Alex Frank, host of Locked On Bearcats. I want to start things off, Alex. Give me your initial response when Nick Mardner, the massive wide receiver, the 6'6", what, uh, 215-pound wide receiver, as soon as he entered the portal, as soon as he announced that he was leaving the Cincinnati Bearcats football program, your reaction was what? Well, it was... um... It wasn't good because the Bearcats receiving core is now essentially bare and they're working the transfer portal to try to replenish it. Um, I was surprised because I thought if he had stayed, he would have had a nice role in Scott Satterfield's offensive system this year. New Bearcats head coach Scott Satterfield. So definitely surprised when he entered the transfer portal, um, given that Tyler Scott declared for the draft, Trey Tucker declared for the draft, or at least he's going to the senior bowl. Um um, Jaden Thompson's entered the transfer portal. Will Pauling's entered the transfer portal. I mean, the whole receiving core is entered the transfer portal. So I was yeah. shocked, but at the same time, I mean, if everybody else is going to do it, I guess Nick Marner was going to do it too. What did you see from Nick Marner, his one year at Cincinnati? Obviously played a lot of time at Hawaii. Uh, then this last season with the Bearcats, what'd you think of his performance? Um, I wasn't impressed. Um, I was hoping for more because it, it's interesting, Zach. This was the, the time last year, and I think I think it was this day last year, Nick Martinder transferred to Cincinnati. I remember mm. sitting in um a, a hotel at Clemson University. I'm there a lot, my sister goes there. Um, and I, I was just like, Okay, well, this guy's six foot six, that'll give us some height. Maybe he can replace Alec Pierce, who obviously went on to the NFL sure. last year and had a really good rookie season with the Colts. But and there were a lot of things that went into his season at Cincinnati. Drop passes was number one. Ben Bryant's at time inaccuracy, that was number two. Um, just a lot of things that I, I, I wanted to see more. I mean, his final stat line, 19 receptions, 218 yards, three touchdowns. That's not going to wow anybody. Now, right. Tyler Scott did have a bulk, did have a huge bulk of the, of the receiving, of the, um, excuse me, receiving uh, numbers. Yes. But, I, I wanted to see more. I expected this guy to be a number two, more maybe more realistically a number three, but just I wanted to see more, and I, I didn't feel like we got that. So moving up to the SEC, what do you expect him to do in this conference, Alex? I mean, he's got the size, obviously. Nobody on Auburn's roster has that size. They've got big receivers, but nothing like 6'6". And, I mean, 6'6", 215, like, I've seen pictures of the guy and I've seen his highlights. I mean, he, he's not like super thick. He's just tall, right? And I mean, yeah. he's overall big, but what kind of role do you expect him to have? What kind of impact do you expect him to have this season? 
Well, it's hard to tell. I mean, he's going to have to step up his game. You know this, Zach. I mean, it's the SEC. I mean, what's the SEC known for? Their corners. I mean, I mean, we've seen some very good corners come out of that of that conference. And we've also seen some great wide receivers. I've seen receivers who are small but thick do well. I mean, sure. there are receivers who are, you know, taller, who've done well. But at the same time, it's hard to tell, Zach. I mean, you know about Auburn's receiving core, like, where you see him because I'm looking at Auburn's numbers from last year and you obviously cover him on a daily basis. Um, let, yeah. let me see. Tank Bigsby. He, he was your leading receptions was tank Bigsby. Is he back this year? No, no, he's going to the league. Uh, okay. All right. Javarius Johnson, who he's coming, has, he's coming or, back. Okay. He led the team. He's in a slot guy yards. though, Alex. So Javarius Johnson's a slot guy. So okay. we'll see. I, you know, I'm not expecting Nick Martyr to be a slot guy. I'm expecting him to be the outside no. guy. So, yeah, that's a part of it. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a mismatch for corners in the SEC. I, I, I think he could have. I think he could have a better season. I think you know. Yes, I say at the same time he's going to have to step up his game, but at the same time, the SEC you got bigger, you got more opportunities mm-hmm. because you're going to be playing against. I mean, you know this act. The SEC they have the best athletes in all of college football. Right. So I, I do think that I, I want him to do well because I wanted him to do well at Cincinnati. I'm happy that he's found a place. You know, down in Auburn. I think too. Um, playing at Auburn, playing in warmer weather. I don't know if he adapted to the cold weather very well at Cincinnati. I mean, there were games, there were games, Zach, and, and this is just something minute I noted when I was watching Bearcats games this year, but something I noted was he would wear sleeves starting like November, and I'm like, is he okay playing in this weather? Because, I mean... He grew up in Canada, me, right? Which is kind of so, odd. So you think you would be, but then you go to Hawaii and you and you just lose all that. I mean, I came to Georgia could, for a year, I and, and I and I fit right back into the cold weather. I mean, when people complained it was cold, I mean, Zach, we went through a cold spell over Christmas weekend. I was fine. I mean, you you tell me that. I mean, I I do think Nick Martin is going to be fine. I do think he's going to have a nice role. Maybe playing in warmer weather is going to help. I don't know. Maybe it yeah, helps the receiver run, I, I, run better. Yeah, no, I didn't think about the weather aspect of it. That, that could be interesting to follow. As far as you know, his size, Alex, um, we it could be fairly or unfairly. We'll have to see. I don't think it's. Uh, I think it's probably too early to tell. But we've kind of put him in the box of saying like, okay, he's going to be good at jump balls. He could be effective in the red zone using that size. Based on what you've seen, you've covered Nick Martiner more than I have. Do you think that that's fair? Was that how he was used at Cincinnati? Or are we just saying, oh, just because he's 6'6", doesn't mean he's necessarily going to be used like that? I mean, they tried to use him, <clears throat> excuse me, but at the same time, you got to remember that the Bearcats were dealing with quarterback issues all season. Yeah. So I, that's not saying the, the way you said it, Zach. He's going to be used. Um, he's going to be used on go balls. His first touchdown of the season was on a go route against Arkansas. Uh, in that game, uh, Labor Day weekend, first game of the season. Um, he did have a touchdown, I, if my memory serves me correctly, against Miami. He did have a touchdown. They kind of threw a fade to the back far corner of the end zone. So they'll use his height in the red zone. And I think at the same time, you can use him on a go route. You can use him in the red zone. You can use him on crossers. I mean, my one other concern about Nick Martiner is he drops a lot of passes. If mm. we... If you look at his um, – I, I want to see if I can find his game logs um, as far as targets are concerned because I feel like he had 49 catches in 2021 with Hawaii, almost 1,000 yards. But I want to know how many targets that he's had in each season because 
I don't know off the top of my head if he like only caught 50% of his targets or 75% of his targets. And that's a big difference. Yeah, um, that is a big difference. So, I, but the ways he's going to be used are what you would think of uh, when you think of a guy like 6'6". I mean, if I, off the top of my head, NFL comparison, I'll say Mike Williams. I mean, of the LA Chargers, he's this, you know, mm-hmm. he's not as um, big and thick as a Mike Williams, but he, there's the same, they're, you know, they're tall and they can go up and get any ball. So it's going to make whoever Auburn's quarterback is. I mean, you know about this. Um, like, who would you say right now is going to be Auburn's quarterback? It's probably Robbie Ashford. Season. They haven't been able to get anybody through the portal. So it's probably Robbie okay. Ashford right now. Yep. Okay. So it just, it's just making life easier um, for whoever the quarterback's going to be at Auburn. Yeah. Which I think is great. I mean, this is Hugh Freeze's first offseason. This is really the only pass catcher that Hugh Freeze has brought in. So, you know, maybe. Maybe there's some kind of loyalty or favoritism there. I, I don't know if I'm fully buying that. But the whole time, Alex, throughout this portal period, I've been talking about Auburn's wide receiver room where it's like there's a lot of guys that I think are really, really good, really, really talented, have a lot of raw ability. They've just been stuck in a Brian Harson system where it was like really hard for them to get open because the scheme wasn't helping them out. The offensive line wasn't giving the quarterback time. and The quarterbacks were, were very inconsistent over those two years. And I don't think it really had anything to do with the wide receivers struggling statistically because I don't think they were given the chance to. And I think Hugh Freeze comes in and all of a sudden you offer a scheme that's relevant in college football in 2022 going into 2023. And like, I'm not sold. Like, I think Auburn's got a lot of number two and number three receivers. And so unless you were going to bring in a wide receiver one, I didn't really get it. Nick Marner makes a little sense just because of his size. Like he offers something different. And he's a pretty fast guy, too, from what I can tell. And you talk about him scoring on a go route against Arkansas. Like that's exciting. And Auburn may not really have that, but I just I have a hard time seeing how he's going to consistently fit in. Alex, I, I ranked all of the incoming transfers on a show earlier this week based on immediate impact. And I believe I put Nick Marner last. Um, and after having this conversation with you, I feel more comfortable doing that because you don't yeah. see particularly high on them. Well, like I said, it's not just him. It's it, it, it's the quarterbacks. I mean, they, Zach, um, it, it wasn't just that he wasn't, he's not a good receiver. It was the fact that Cincinnati's offense last year sort of stalled out towards the end of the season. Sure. I thought Nick Martyr did a lot of good things early on. In fact, the Bearcats offense in the first uh, quarter, third of the season, they scored over um, – 30 points in three straight games. In fact, they were they got 63 against Kennesaw State. Take that as mm-hmm. you will. But 45 yeah. against Indiana is nothing to sneeze at. 38 of those came in the first half, and then they didn't score 30 points in any game the rest of the season. So, yes, it, it, it a lot of it is on Nick Martyr himself, but there's also other factors that go into it. Um, so maybe a fresh start for him in warmer weather. In the SEC, you get more exposure. New system, Hugh Freeze. I'm interested you know, in seeing what he does down, sure. in, um, down in Auburn. So... We'll see what that's like. I will say, though, if Nick Marner came in and had the same stats in 23 as he did in 22, I think it makes Auburn better. If he has 19 catches for just over 200 yards and three touchdowns as just kind of a a transfer ad, I'd be okay with that. I mean, I think that would probably put him as, you know, if he was Auburn's third or fourth option in the passing game, I think that's better than where they have been. And you allow other guys like potentially Camden Brown or Javaris Johnson to step up. I think I think that would be a solid pickup and it would make the offense better. 
Alex, thank you so much for your time as always. For folks interested in Bearcats content, where where uh, where all can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty with two N's and an ATI. They can also follow me on um, the, the podcast at Locked On Cats and, of course, Locked On Bearcats on YouTube or free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we've looked at two of the transfers that Auburn has gotten. Thank you, Lance. Thank you, Alex. We'll touch base with Auburn basketball guard Zeb Jasper in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Real quick, though, I want to encourage you to check out Locked on Auburn's Discord, and it's free. We've got over 1,600 Auburn fans just hanging out in there, talking ball all the time, and a lot of other things. It's a fun. Come join the community. Just click the link in the episode description down below. Auburn guard Zepp Jasper joining us. Zepp, we talked a week ago, and it's like a totally different mindset and view of what you guys are doing as far as going on the road and taking on Ole Miss. And even before that, obviously, beating a really good Arkansas team in Neville Arena. What's the morale of the team right now? It's got to be feeling good. Uh, well, the team is feeling pretty good, pretty confident. Um, you know, coming out that win against Ole Miss and, you know, Arkansas, you know, against two two great teams, um, we, we got the confidence. You know, we gained the confidence, you know, basically sneaking up in there as one of the best teams in the, you know, the SEC conference. Um, as we all know, we got the Alabama, the Tennessees, and then, you know, they probably rank us number three in the conference right now. You sure. know, Missouri losing last night to Texas A&M um, last night. But, you know, we're slowly sneaking up there. And I, and I feel like we can be one of those sneaky teams um, that, you know, you don't want to catch us when we hot. You know, because we can knock a lot of teams off, you know, um, when we hot. You know, you know, and um, a lot of people look at Alabama and Tennessee as one of the best in the conference this year. Yeah, and those are two really good teams. And, you know, what Alabama – did to Arkansas just like what you guys did? Kind of, kind of ran them out of the gym. So all eyes are on them. There's no question about it. As far as like the mindset of this team, did you guys feel like you did anything different over this past week, or did the shots just start to fall? Uh, I won't say we did anything different. You know, basically coming coming back to the home court. You know, gaining that confidence. Yeah. You know, we hadn't fell off with our confidence. I feel like, you know, you know that Georgia game was it was a knock, and then we knew. You know, coming to Arkansas game that if we lost, we'd be out of the top twenty-five. Mm-hmm. You can't name a program, um, you know, programs that have been in the top twenty-five for two years straight. You know, and we want to make history. We want to do something that you know a lot of teams haven't done before. So staying in that top twenty-five, you know, you know, all year two thousand, two thousand twenty-three. You know, that'd be a, you know that'd be history, no matter what. No one says, no matter what the negative talk is. Yeah. At the end of the day, we want to stay in that top 75. Matter of fact, we want to get in the top 10. We haven't peaked in the top 10 yet. So in order to do that, we had to stay winning. We had to stay with the mindset of kill everyone, show no mercy. Right. Yeah, and, and I think you guys have showed that uh, in, the two, in the last two games against Ole Miss and against Arkansas. I mean – just watching the games on TV, Zep, it seems like y'all are playing a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. It seems like you guys are focusing on taking care of the basketball a mm-hmm. little bit more. You're attacking the rim more, more points in the paint than we've previously seen, and you guys are shooting less threes. Mm-hmm. Um, is that just because of the flow of the game, or is that game plan stuff? I think it's the flow of the game. Uh, really? Okay. You know, once you see what you can attack, what spots you can get on, get get to the floor on, uh, which is open. 
Um, and we feel like, you know, a lot of those mid-range has been open. You know, a lot of people, you know, discredited our jump shots early, saying we couldn't shoot threes and this and that. But, hey, you know, we can't be the worst shooting team in the SEC from the three-point. You know, Arkansas, if I'm mistaken, they might be the, you know, some teams, they might be the worst three-point shooting percentage in, uh, in the SEC. So, you yes. know, I look at it as like, you know, give whatever they give you, take it. You know, don't do something that you not supposed to do like a lot of stuff is open on the court so you have to be able to get to those spots right you have to get the balls to the right people in the right positions you know if you don't get the ball to the right people in the right positions they won't be their self they'll, they'll be a little thrown off so um i think that's been the case of it and we've been having people like alan flanagan you know coming to himself and he's been, oh he's been awesome you know he's been on fire yeah he, he's been great i mean he looks like a different player over the last three, uh, the three games. I mean, he looks like the guy that he was two seasons ago. Zep, I mean, how, how big is that for the team, having a guy like Allen playing like he at the level that he is right now and what he's capable of? Well, he's always been capable of capable of that. You know, he's <laughs> one of the players. He can get hot, you know. It only takes one game to gain confidence. You get that one game. It gives you confidence. Yeah. It, it makes your head tell you that you can do anything is possible. And I feel like Allen, he got to that point that he had that one good game, and it's like I'm back to my old self. I got my confidence back. I can do this. I can do that. No matter what he, she, whatever someone says. Mm -hmm. He's been working hard. He's been in the gym, working on his jump shots, working on his pick and roll. He just He's just been doing him and being himself. Well, and, and it seems that like it seems like what Allen's doing right now, and you know, he's scoring in double digits the last several games. He's not like going ten of twelve or anything like that. I mean, he's doing it in a way where he's going like six of twelve, and he's getting to the free throw line, and he's making a third of his three point shot. I mean, so it, it seems like what he's doing is sustainable. It's not even like that he's like on on fire right now. It just seems like he's playing better basketball. Oh yeah, I feel like he's playing better basketball. This probably been the best basketball he can played in a, in, a, in a minute, you know, mm -hmm. without a doubters. Um, saying he couldn't do this and saying he couldn't do that, but you know, I'm proud of him. You know, a lot a lot of guys I don't be proud of, but him, you know, I, I'm really proud of him because he he's he's showing people that he still can play. Sure, people that you know, y'all wrote me off. Mm -hmm. I can show y'all why I'd be key to this team. You know, he's a key aspect to this team. A lot of people don't know that, but he's key. He's one of the main pieces. I believe you. And, and I want to talk about his role possibly changing with with some guys, um, you know, Chris Moore maybe missing some time, which you kind of anticipate that looking like. But look, with Mississippi State coming up, um, most of you guys will be hearing or watching this on Friday. So tomorrow night, Mississippi State coming into town, 730. It's hard to get a ticket to watch you guys play at home. Uh -huh. So the best place to watch it, if you're not in Neville Arena, is our friends at bomb Howers. They've got all the different types of food. I love just getting a bunch of their different appetizers, just kind of munching throughout mm -hmm. the game, but they got wings. They've got pizza. Obviously you've never watched an Auburn basketball game there before Zep, but I'm sure you can imagine how great of an experience it would be. Um, I feel like that's the place to be. You know, if you're in town, you can get a ticket. You know, I would, I would advise people to go to bomb Howers. Get just some great wings, some great food. You got everything you need. Um, you know, from, all types of dishes, you know. Um, like I always talk about my favorite dish is probably the Bam Bam shrimp. Mm -hmm. But I also get a pizza or the hangover burger with the egg on top of it. Oh, but, yeah. you know, it just got a different type of varieties. And, you know, that's that's one of my favorite restaurants in town. And, 
you know, I love those people in there. You know, they take good care of you, and you know, they always make sure our people is okay. Yeah, the the service is definitely a big part of it because, like, I, I, you go watch a game at some places, mm -hmm. and it's like the crowd shocks them. Not Baumhauer's. They're already they're they're aware of like oh there's a game in town. People are going to be watching, and so mm -hmm. I love that too. They're always making sure that they're properly staffed and equipped to to take care of uh take care of that game day rush. So be sure to check out our friends at Baumhauer's. It's on the Bent Creek exit in Auburn. Zepp, what's the latest with Simo? Um, he kind of walked out with it with his arm wrapped up. The the broadcast said it was a right shoulder injury. What's the latest with him? How's he looking? Oh uh, well, he had just located his arm. Uh. I really haven't really heard a lot of news about him over the okay. past day or two. But, you know, I should have more news on him. Um, you know, we're practicing being at 2.30 today. Gotcha. Um, I should see if he'll practice today, but if I'm I'm hoping, you know, that he'll be okay, but he'll be able to suit up. That'd be um, huge. Saturday game. You know, we need him for Saturday game. He's an energy giver type guy. And, um, you know, he's one of those people that, you know, no matter what happens, you just want to see him healthy. Yeah, no question about it. You can say that for everybody on the roster for sure. Um, Zepp, did you see this? And of course you don't have to respond to this if you don't want to, but I, I don't think you'll mind. Uh, after you guys whooped Arkansas, a lot of the Arkansas contingency was like, oh yeah, it's Auburn Super Bowl. Good for them. They beat old Arkansas. When, when this team beat you guys last year, they stormed the floor. How hypocritical is that on a scale of one to 10? Um, 10. 10. You you know why? <coughs> I say it's a ten because we was number one last year that I recall. You know, yeah, you, um, yep, y'all were. We went in there, you know, played, went in overtime, you know, we, and we lost that game, you know, by maybe two or three or, or one. But you know, as I remember, I remember them storming the court. You know, with the coach taking that shirt off with with the arm sling on, and the players just going crazy and wow. Mm -hmm. And then they come here. No storm the court. They're ranked higher than us. How about that? And we win. And, you know, I see a whole lot of spec expectations and this and that. You know, kind of don't pay that stuff no attention. I understand. You know, because you know why? At the end of the day, you know who won 2023? Uh, Auburn. Auburn. You guys did. Auburn. So yeah. all that stuff just be talk. You know, you just, when people see stuff like that, just put a big old W on them. Put a big old W. Say Auburn equals W. That's all. That's all they need to know. And they they had nothing to say then. I love it. I love it. Zep, what do you? Uh, what did we know about this Mississippi State team coming to town? Uh, well, we don't know too much about them. Um, this will be our first day watching film on them. But okay, I know they got some some tough big men, and they play. They always play physical. That's right. one thing that played physical each time. If I if I remember last year, we went down to the wire, and that's for the SEC regular season championship. You know, it was a hard fall game. I think a big man called Tulu Smith. He's a strong dude down there. Um, if I if I'm thinking that they'll get a ball to him and try to force it down in the paint. And yeah. they're gonna they're gonna play tough defense. They just want them teams that play tough defense, try to get the job done and, and just you know, no matter if they try to win by one, two, they just wanna get the win, you know, against a great armor team. Absolutely. Hopefully they don't. Hopefully you guys take care of business and uh you guys keep that home winning streak going in Neville Arena. Appreciate your time as always, bud. Best of luck this weekend. Thank you. That's Zeb Jasper, Auburn guard, joining us.
You can find all of my written work at auburndaily.com. And hey, we'll see you tomorrow night as we go live from Locked On Auburn to recap Auburn and Mississippi State. We'll see you then. This has been Locked On Auburn.